Hi, today is March 11th. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Boeing, NVIDIA, and ARC-F. Thanks. All right, today brings another early podcast. Uh, I have an event-filled weekend, and I haven't missed an episode in, I think, now 85 episodes, so that's pretty cool. Um, Talking about GameStop real quick, so Ryan Cohen uh, started some Twitter drama today and posted a GIF on Twitter. GIF? GIF? What team are you on? Uh, Posted a GIF on Twitter um, of a man on the toilet having a hard time. We do not know what it means. He kept it very ominous, but the Twitter sentiment is that it is bullish for GameStop stock. Something to also note is that GameStop has earnings on March 23rd, which is in 12 days as at the time of this recording. Um, so if you're looking to play GameStop earnings, you know, maybe try not to blow up by then. Maybe that could be a short-term goal you have. <laughs> Um, but otherwise, yeah, uh, you're going to see volatility rise up until that date uh, and sharply drop thereafter. Though, just with all the unknowns and the direction and growth of the company, volatility will still remain high for GameStop. Um, so don't think um, that all the volatility will be gone right after earnings like any normal stock uh, would behave. But GameStop is in its in a league of its own right now. Um, you are playing with fire by playing with this stock. Um, you definitely want to be careful when playing with this stock. Um, and definitely take care of yourself first. Uh, it's easy to get in the hive mindset of, you know, holding because the person next to you is holding. But in reality, that person will sell before you. So just make sure you take care of yourself first. And remember to have fun. All right. Um, moving on, we have a email that I thought uh, you guys and girls would enjoy listening to because it has a few questions in here. It's a bit late because it does talk about the Roblox IPO, which happened this week. Um, but I just thought the question was good and the email was thoughtful. So I'm going to go and read it here. It comes from a listener named Chris. It reads, Dear Junie, I'm similar to some of your newer listeners whereby I fell into Theta Gang while learning about options after being able to collect enough capital through GameStop. I sold GameStop when I felt that I had enough capital to help me with my Theta Gang journey. My friend and I are learning together, making our small $2 to $5 gains at first, moving to 35 gains this week. We researched together and we started playing strategies such as the wheel and iron condors a month or so in. Your podcast has absolutely helped level our thinking when we approach our place. You might be in the right age bracket, but do you remember what the WWJD? Uh, do you remember the WWJD bracelets? I didn't know it stood for "What would Junie do?" <laughs> I kid. With Roblox IPO released this week and options a few days after, I would love to hear how Theta Game would approach this. I understand you're going to get high implied volatility but it's just a different set of parameters. When do you stop? Do you wait it out? Do you try to secure as many shares as possible, then cover calls? 
At what point should puts be employed if the stock is mooning? No worries if you can't. FYI, your interest rates podcast episode is great considering they are going to adjust them. You should point your listeners to that one. Finally, I feel like it's time to give a name to the but Judy guy. I love the but Judy guy every time you bring the but Judy guy out. I just laugh out loud. It's the best. He needs a name, stock stand or something. Maybe have a vote on your Twitch. I'm a principal software engineer, so at this point, they don't let me do as much coding anymore. But if you ever need someone to whip up software requirements documentation that traces back to your software requirements specification, I'm your man. Let's be real, though. I highly doubt you have an SRS outside of GDoc that says maybe feature LMAO. I'm just kidding. We've all been there. Thanks for everything, Junie. I have two daughters, one son, and I hope you have a daughter, too, because they are indeed gems of this earth. 50% of my theta gang gains, theta gang gains go into their 529. So thanks for helping my kids go to college. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. Chris. Oh, how thoughtful is that, dude? So a couple things to dissect here. Uh, I am in the right age bracket to remember the WWJD bracelets. I think that actually stands for what would Jesus do, right? Pretty sure. <laughs> so clever of you to think what would Junie do. Um, Roblox IPO already happened. Uh, I like staying away from IPOs um, most of the time. I mean, I can't think of the last IPO that I bought into. I I just literally can't think of it. I didn't get into Airbnb, though I thought I might wanted to. I didn't get into Lemonade, though I thought I wanted to. Uh, something to also note is I don't know where you read that Roblox uh, might have options a few days after. In my experience, um, it's usually been like two or three weeks until options come out for a stock. So if Roblox does have options this early, uh, that would be interesting to me and that would be something new I personally learned from your email. Um, another thing, it's worth waiting honestly like ipos is usually like you know you're, you're a principal software engineer i don't know at what company maybe you're at a public company but when stocks ipo that's usually everyone's exit so there's some hype in the beginning the stock goes up um but the insiders want out it's their exit that's how you get paid for being an investor that's how you get paid for holding on to the stock options that you're promised to be worth thousands of dollars when you're working there right so the stock will be very volatile. There'll be many dips for you to pick up the stock on. Um, and I just don't think it's quite worth the risk if you were allocating a large amount of capital. If, for example, you're the type of investor to say, oh, I bought into the IPO, but you only bought like one or two shares, then that that's fine. Like this, this advice does not apply to you. But if you are the type of person to, you know, fling 20k and that's like your entire portfolio into this IPO of this company that you just now heard of of a video game that you've never played then you're in for like a surprise right if Roblox IPO uh the during the week it started dipping down you're not gonna have any um you're not gonna have any foundation to help you hold on to the stock as it goes lower especially if you don't have the covered calls that you can sell or maybe you don't have the puts that you can sell in case if you want to lower your break even but you didn't want to commit and buy another hundred shares right then and there 
Um, you lose a lot of options by buying into an IPO. Um, not to say that like you can't make money off an IPO. Obviously, if you buy stock and the stock goes up, that's great. But that's just hoping that everything goes right. A lot of my trading style depends on, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen when I get into this spot? And can I mentally take that and can I stick to the plan knowing that it can go south from that moment forward? If so, I go in. To me, I think of IPO to me as a trap. I can't do anything after I bought the stock and the stock starts going down. I feel like the market is you know, my boss at that point. I feel like I can't do anything but hold on to it. At least if I buy stock in a stock I genuinely love, that's not an IPO, it's been public for a long time, it pays like a dividend, it's a small, I'm talking about NVIDIA of course, um, then, you know, I don't mind holding it when it goes down. I don't mind uh, selling cover calls on it for a really long time. I don't mind writing another put on it, picking up another 100 shares in case it goes down further. It's important that you don't get distracted by IPOs, um, though they are nice, they're pretty, they're really exciting, but if you have a system that's already working, and that's the emphasis there, if it's already working, why mess it up? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You can have fun though. I don't want to be known as the guy that says, don't have fun in the market, because I really just want you to have fun and, but losing is not fun, at least in my opinion. Uh, there's things you can learn from, but I don't personally like losing because it tilts me. I don't know how mature you are in the market, maybe you're more mature than me, but I don't like losing. Um, losing in the beginning when the stakes are smaller, that's fine because that's the learning phase. I feel like I've grown a little bit more past that where, yes, I am still absolutely learning, but any mistakes I do now, I totally, just own own up to right i know that everything i do now is absolutely my fault like i know every single max loss scenario i get into so i just rather not be in those max loss scenarios if it means not playing it hence the ipo so there you go chris thanks for writing that email that's what juni would do but absolutely make sure you're doing what you want to do and make sure you're having fun at the same time Say hi to your two daughters and your one son for me. And uh, yeah, have an awesome week. Because this is, what, like the third early episode in a row, uh, we are again too early for the Earnings Whispers chart on Twitter. So I apologize. But if you are playing earnings next week, be careful. Account for max loss. And remember, earnings are dangerous but fun. Earnings are fun, but dangerous. You have to make sure you keep it fun. If you lose a large amount of money that you, you know, didn't expect to lose, suddenly that doesn't become fun and you become bitter and then you get triggered from my tweets and you have a bad time. Like That's not what I want. I want you to understand that earnings are optional. You don't need to play them. And much like the example I gave to Chris, if you have a system that's working, there's no reason to mess it all up with a coin flip like earnings. A company can smash it out of the park. The revenue could be all time high, but the stocks can still go down. 
Why? Because market manipulators, uh, you got people taking profits, you got X, Y, Z reasons that people don't know, but we're human, so we love applying reasons on everything, even those things that are irrational, the things that you liked on Twitter where it says that the market can remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent. Like how many times have you liked that tweet, but you still play earnings, right? Play earnings to have fun, not to make money. Moving on to the new ThetaGain.com website updates, just like the last month, uh, no new updates to announce, though V2 or version 2 of the website is on the way. You can literally watch me stream myself coding the website at twitch.tv slash realthetagain. There's no set schedule on when I do those. They are just late at night at Pacific time, usually like 9, 10, 11 uh, Pacific time. Uh, it's a really cool way to just you know come hang out as I build the website that you use, um, but also like ask me questions and stuff and get to know me more as I get to know you more, and uh, you can even give feedback you know while I code and you know there's definitely been some moments where I ask like hey does this spacing look better or does this spacing look better or like does this font look better or does this font look better, and uh, you can feel like you own a little piece of the website by putting in your opinion there. Um, and just like with anything else, uh, whether it's the podcast or the website, you can send any feedback, bug reports to juni at datagang.com. Thanks. Uh, something that took uh, me by surprise, but also Twitter by surprise, is that Biden signed the 1.9 trillion stimulus into law today uh, instead of tomorrow. So he was supposed to sign it on Friday, but he came an entire day earlier and signed it today. And there's this very funny Twitter trend where uh, Biden is now called Moneybag, but what is it? M Moneybag Joe? Biden meme let me I'm, I'm looking it up as we speak right now biden i'm just gonna look it up money hmm, money money bag yeah money bag joe is <laughs> it's just so good um money bag joe is the meme on twitter if you want to seem hip uh at work tomorrow if you're listening to this on thursday refer to joe biden as money bag joe and you will be very very much hip um, so that came into law, and so the 1.9 trillion stimulus uh, might come as early as the weekend. Um, Biden has also called for the vaccine to be publicly available to all American adults by May 1st, um, with the consensus being that we'll all be able to uh, celebrate the 4th of July, marking, quote, our independence from the virus. So that's all really cool. Futures right now are pointing up, NASDAQ down just a little bit, but we don't pay attention to futures all too much. I just had it on the screen as I'm chilling here with the Twitch chat. Um, so yeah, really cool news. 
um, just continuing to be hopeful that we return to this new normal that's presented to us. Um, if you are lonely at home, if you feel like you don't have any friends or you know you just want to uh, be a part of a positive community, I please invite you to go uh, to twitch.tv slash realdatagang where I host a positive stock community where it's a lot less of the quick buy this stock, quick sell this stock, oh flip this stock, or buy this, sell that, buy, 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 oh I mean, look at this, these sick gains over here. It's a lot less of that. Uh, it's just come with questions, I'll answer some of the questions, we laugh, we have a good time, uh, it's very wholesome. So again, that's twitch.tv slash realthetagang. You can follow me uh, and you'll see when I go online. Otherwise, I have a set schedule, which is me streaming every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Okay, uh, moving on to today's topic, uh, trading is optional. Seems like very, very obvious advice, but let's be real, a lot of the advice that I say is very obvious, though uh, it's very hard listening to advice when the stock market is going up. Now, given the recent uh, tech correction that a lot of people might have been involved with, um, you know, it's this is probably the best time to talk about something like this, where the stock market is a beast of its own. It can make you, it can trick you into thinking that it's all that matters, and it's not. Uh, if you feel like the stock market is you know, taking over your life, if you feel like you're looking at your phone all day and you're consistently being stressed out by market movements up or down, like, of course, yes, you can lose money if the stocks go up because, yeah, you might have bought puts um, thinking that we would continue to go down lower, right? And so if you find yourself being stressed all the time and if you notice that you're not having fun, you have to understand that trading is optional. There's many things that you do in life that are optional. Listening to this podcast is optional. If you think that this podcast is boring or gives too obvious of advice, if you think none of this is real, if you think this is all fairy tale and stuff, you don't have to listen to this podcast. I just want to let you know that this is a choice that you're continuing to do if you're listening to this podcast and not enjoying it. So you can go ahead and tune this off and just one final warning listening to this podcast is optional. Now, going back into trading. When I mean trading is optional, it doesn't have to be so absolute to where, you know, you either um, trade all the time or you stop stone cold and you never trade again. Trading is optional is something that I abide by at all times, meaning if the stock market is doing well and great, I know my system excels during that type of market movement, and I hope yours does too. You'd be surprised how many systems cannot take uh, movements up uh, that well. Um, but we'll get into that maybe in a future episode. Um, but I understand that if the market goes down, that again, trading is optional. I don't force myself to buy puts. I don't force myself to hedge. And I don't force myself to diversify for the sake of diversifying. Something that was brought up uh, in the Discord is, you know, diversifying for the sake of diversifying is usually a bad thing, right? How many times have you bought a stock and it started to go down and you have no faith in it because you don't know anything of it or anything of the sector and you end up selling it for a loss? 
Diversifying for the sake of diversifying is that same trap. It's a diversification trap. If you are buying solar companies or oil companies you've never heard of, but you diversify just for the sake of diversifying, uh, you're going to have a hard time holding on to those stocks as we go down. So understand that that, and I mean, everything to do in trading is optional. The strategies that you employ or employ, you deploy are all optional. You don't have to buy puts on the way down. You don't have to diversify. You don't have to set a max loss, though you do have to find some sort of system that's repeatable so that you're not playing around with emotion. When you start involving emotion and you start seeing the price go down and you buy puts and maybe the price even continues to go down and you're killing it, you need to find a way to stop yourself from buying puts uh, at some point because the trend will most likely, let's, let's be real, because the stocks always go up, right? Like how many times have you liked that tweet too? Uh, so you need some sort of system to tell you, hey, Junie, you have bought too many puts. You made enough money on your puts where you know you can either take the rest of the week off or you should start employing some sort of bullish um, see some bullish plays uh, after waiting a while, whatever have it. Like you need some way of telling yourself that like buying puts for an extended period of time is bad. Maybe you come to that conclusion yourself. If you continue to buy puts and you just notice that they stop printing, but how nice would it be if you came up with some sort of indicator for yourself of understanding when exactly uh, you've made enough money from puts to stop? I want to take an example that might have you might have been part of uh, for these last uh, this like last week and a half, right? Tech corrected big time. Uh, you know, Nvidia was trading at like six ten and now it's trading around like five twenty. Right, a lot of a lot of tech companies have been shaving off, and you might have been uh, a part of that craze when it was going down. You might have bought puts. You might have made money. I'd also bet that if you were part of that wave down, you continue to buy puts, and you've lost on some portion of that in the last few days. Try to come up with a system for next time something like this happens, where you come up with profit triggers or. Um, I don't know, some sort of buying stock strategy where maybe you can be on the upside for when it rebounds because no one likes buying stock at an all-time high unless you're Wall Street Bets because you buy high and sell low. But ideally, as you go down while you're making money with puts, how nice would it be if you put that premium that you made and bought stock with it, right? All of these things you have to understand are also optional. You don't have to make money on the way down. That's how I think. I don't I don't mind not making money on the way down. I'd rather wait for an uptrend, which is what I do. But I understand that a lot of people that are newer like being correct or like making money all the time. Um, and that can lead to very tilt-inducing behavior where if you're, if you're buying puts on the way down and the stock market stops going down, you're going to start getting upset, especially if you didn't position, um, if you didn't size your positions well. Um, that goes into a whole plethora of reasons of how you, other reasons you could lose money, but we'll stop there. So just understand that trading is optional. For me, trading is absolutely optional on the way down. 
I just don't do it. But who am I to say it doesn't work? Uh, I think just personally, it didn't work out when I tried to put a system around it. But if you wanted to put a system around it, and if you get it to work, props to you. Um, maybe you can share your ideas on Twitter, uh, or you know, stop by on ThetaGang.com, say what your system's all about, and you know, show off your profile there. That'd be even more awesome. Um, but otherwise, uh, that's just a little bit of insight on how I trade. Uh, I don't like trading on the way down. Um, I'm pretty much the uh, person that just holds on to the stock as it goes down, sell a few cover calls. Uh, if it reaches down at a far enough level, I will sell a put uh, because, again, put premiums are nice as the stock goes down. But, of course, when you sell a put uh, on the dip, it can continue dipping. So you have to account for max loss there. You have to assume that you're going to get assigned. But all of this advice is super easy to ignore too, especially on markets when we go up. But I think this tech correction has woken up a lot of people and how they trade. I don't know how many times on this podcast I've said to account for max loss, but I continue to receive emails of people getting got. It's hard to listen to other people when you are making money. And it's easy to make money when the market goes up. It's hard to make money when the market goes down. It's also hard to maintain money when the market goes down. So I'm saying like it's hard time the market with puts on the way down. And it's also hard to hedge, meaning like hard to maintain uh, wealth on the way down. Trading is hard. It's hard. It's really, really hard. It's difficult. Um, but with enough practice, um, you know, and just like experience in the market. And I mean, every day you don't get got like thousands of other people do. And they get got silently. They get got, they don't trade for like, you know, two or three months and they get back in with like their paycheck or something and they try again. And then that cycle will repeat over and over again. There might be really high highs where they might might make you know the college student might make like five thousand dollars on an option play and then because they don't have a system they end up blowing it all away or who knows maybe you know you're not like the 19 year old that got got maybe you are um the listener from last week that made you know almost a house payment house down payments worth of money on gamestop stocks right just protect yourself from getting got and you will have more time in the market to learn Sure, yes, you can also, again, because the topic is trading is optional, during the times when you don't trade, or i.e., you know, times when I don't trade when the market goes down, that's time for me to learn, but I continue to have money in the market. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, just get got and then learn while you, you know, work your paycheck and then deposit your paycheck and then get got again. I'm talking about it'd be nice if you put in money into the market, kept it there, let it grow because the whole, you know, Warren Buffett time in market beats timing the market mumbo jumbo. Um, and then, you know, having that money just grow and then you eventually get more and more capital, maybe through auto deposit. I know I say auto deposits all the time, but I understand that most of you don't, but it's okay. Um, and then as your account builds and grows, as the stock market goes up, uh, you know, you get to do safer plays. You don't have to restrict yourself to the two or three k YOLO. You can save up, you know, that money to do the three k, and then you know, next paycheck you put in like one k. Next paycheck you put in one k. 
um, and just build from there. It doesn't have to be this constant cycle of put in 3K, make 4K, lose 5K, make 1K, lose 3K or all of it, and then reload. Like It doesn't have to be like that. You can start investing. You can start actually letting your money grow instead of having it be a coin flip all the time. Um, but that's up to you because, again, trading is optional. The advice you listen to is optional. One, one last time, this podcast is optional. Um, and, you know, just some things that I do when the market goes down. I mean, I have many hobbies that keep me interested in, you know, continuing to trade or just taking a break, uh, like raising shrimp, skateboarding, coding, playing the guitar, collecting magic cards, soldering wires, reading emails, uh, I don't know, <laughs> you know, hosting a podcast. I do all these things uh, to keep me busy. I'm not like looking at futures all day. I'm not looking at my portfolio all day. I'm not scheming the next like 10 trades I'm doing. I have a very small watch list. I, you know, try to miti- mitigate like the the amount of time I'm spent looking at articles because I'm very easily persuaded at times, and I understand like if I read an article, I may get super bullish on something. Um, though I've been working on that personally, and I feel like I'm a lot better at it now. Where you know I don't trade anything that I learn about the same day. I feel like that's a very hard rule that I follow. Um, just tons of little things, tons of little things, but. Um, Hope you guys and girls got a little bit more insight into how I trade and how I view the whole trading as optional thing. Because I do tweet that uh, fairly often uh, or some derivative of that where I say, you know, trading is optional and, you know, money isn't everything. Uh, And that's true. Money isn't everything. Uh, Trading is optional. um, But it would be nice if you did grow your portfolio instead of, you know, always leaving up to a coin flip. Find your system, account for max loss, and I'll see you guys and girls next week. You can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. And you can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks and signing up with a Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, all caps, one word. Uh, thank you. And then I want to give uh, my Twitch chat that was nice enough to be here with me for the live stream a uh, quick shout out. That's Ash. Asho Kabat, BK Flash. Oh, BK, you're here. What up, dude? Uh, Blue Green Red, B Team Streamer, Bulk Ninja, Caleb Weddle, Canada Jeebus, Cherry Dipper, Dirty Five Six Seven, Dill Pickle Twenty Four, Electrical Longboard, G Jop, Maltman Eighteen Fifty Six, OG Beans, SBM Marco, Shinra Eight O Eight, Silly Gnome Two Two Five, Snakehead Taz O One, Tecmo Jeff Four Twenty, Tom Thomas, and Un. Viri. Wow, wow, wow. Nice. And then I want to give an extended shout out uh, to my patrons here. Um, this is not the correct sheet, but I'm going to keep this running because this is now officially the uh, 
one percent section. Uh, quick shout out to Majidir, Just Win, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z, and Miko Steve Vance Can't Make Money, IRL, PFM, DJ Mac 86, Packer, Boop, Mitch Brady 7, Avery Lee, and Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, McFly, Statistically Random, Tom Thomas, Mr. Theta, Drevy, Rob PDX. 40, Island Bell, Wheaton, Nah, Cheese, Maltman, Chai Vanis, <sighs> NM, M. Hayden, Little Little, Mr. Sneezy, Middle, Dumb Dumb, Ground Behind 85, Leo, Justin, Johnny, 5, Fancy Wolf, Bizu, Engine, Nate the River, Descendant, Murph Q, Murph, Wilkai, Norfist, Viri, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Howard T, Duck, name a better duo than Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Ober, uh, Slava, Livin, Maker, Ivan, Yurkinov, Red Green Blue, Decentra, Saltwater, Kirlor, Skeletor, Lazy Reserve, the Jester, <laughs> Crispy Cream Boy, Hermes, Kaput, Rustier, Shifty, AG, and Ensis88. Oh, yeah. So that's about it. These last few days, would you call a week and a half days? This last week and a half uh, was very scary for a lot of people, right? Uh, a lot of people were very over leveraged in tech. You can even say that, you know, Junior was over leveraged in tech, but it's just something that I'm okay with. But a lot of people found out they were personally not okay with. A lot of people found out, you know, um, they were a little bit overexposed margin or opening positions a little bit too large, um, getting caught up in buying puts um too often and then getting spooked out at the end of day because there might be a rally at the end of the day or um you know not having a good time just staring at futures because they're just praying for a gap down a lot of people learned lessons this week i'm not going to even say that they got got i'm going to say that they learned lessons um just knowing and understanding that and if you personally didn't get got this is an excellent time for you to reflect on what you did during these times that didn't get you got right if you feel like you've traded really well during this time make sure you really think about what you did and how you can repeat that next time this happens a lot of people you know thought that, oh, you know, tech is down 2% for the day. I'm going to open three naked puts on AMD and commit 30K, and I have, like, a 40K portfolio because this is the this is easy. This is the dip. This is super easy. This is theta game, whatever. And then, wow, we actually start dipping, you know, another 3%, another 3%, another 2%. And suddenly, you're thinking, why did I open three AMD puts at the same time? Why didn't I scale out the position? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Why did I commit all 30 grand at one time? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna close out my puts that I wrote for a loss and I'm gonna learn my lesson here and then there we go. And then what happens? The stock market starts going up and then you become bitter. You start thinking like, wow, of course I closed out my puts too early. Of course I sold my stocks too early. This stock market is a scam. Um, th there's no timing this. The stock market was supposed to still go down. Uh, I don't know why anybody would be buying stocks right now. And you start looking for all of these bearish things to cling on to. But that's a little bit of an inside scoop for what's in store for next week's episode. Um, 
just uh yeah be careful and understand that like if you didn't get got during this tech correction you probably have a pretty good portfolio if, i mean if you didn't if you weren't in all cash obviously but uh if you were you know close to fully invested you and you know you sold covered calls at the right time you um you know might have sold some stock trimmed some positions alloc- like reallocate your portfolio uh shifted some things around then you know take note of what you did and try to do it next time cuz you know stock market like you know most people say don't actually just goes up it goes down i mean hence you know this last week and a half but that's it um there is a very very strong chance that i will be at my parents house uh next episode not next stream but next episode or next podcast episode so that's gonna be fun Uh, i'm gonna be seeing my mom and dad um don't know how many weeks i'll be up there but uh that's gonna just gonna be fun uh what else what else i don't i don't i don't think there's anything else uh if you haven't checked out the twitch stream already like honestly it is as close to me as you'll probably get for you know until covid blows over and i don't know you meet me at some sort of coffee shop by accident but um <laughs> uh if you want to ask questions if you want to see what i look like i have cat earphones on like 95 percent of the time uh they're pink um and i answer questions i you know give a little bit of insight on how i trade more and more even further than this podcast because i actually bring up my trading terminal you can see my actual profit loss for the year you can see my profit loss for the day you can see the positions i actually have open like it's it's a fun real time and it's just a chance for me to really like just walk the walk a little bit more uh besides the whole website thing um that's it so i'll check everybody out in the next episode i'm gonna go ahead and upload this and uh yeah 